Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tangent's podcast with Alex, my daughter, and Ethan. <laughs> Your host will be with you shortly. Our disclaimer, as always, this is just one girl studying for the MCAT and her friend talking about medicine. This is not professional medical advice. If you need medical advice, seek help from a professional. Enjoy the show. Three, two, one. Too loud. I'm gonna rap real, real soft. Now yeah. I'm creeping through your house. Everyone should put parts on TikTok. Good morning. My name is Tokyo. That's all I know of it. Gonna reset as an EP. In that one loud clap. Hey, Ethan. Hello, oh. Alex. Uh, I'm here recording this podcast with my favorite boy of all time, Ethan Hale, and I'm existing. Ethan Hale is just vibing out, and we are today going to talk, well, what podcast are we doing today, Ethan? I forgot the name. Hold on. Wait. (laughs) Are you serious? Uh, Sawbones. Yes. (laughs) We're doing the podcast. Oof, oh. big brain yeah. fart. Oh, we apologize. This is going to be another one in our series of McElroy podcast. That we rip um, off. What did I, I was just trying to remember what I call it. An um, artful rendition of. We rip off. This is in our series of an artful rendition of the McElroy podcast. We're doing Sawbones, which is where Justin McElroy and his wife, Sydney McElroy, talk about medical things in Sydney is a licensed doctor and Justin is an internet funny man. So <laughs> in <laughs> in our parallel, we're gonna have me, um, a neurotic pre-med student studying for the MCATs, and Ethan, my favorite funny man. Talk hey. about <laughs> You hear Talk that about- all other funny men? That's at you, Bill Hader. I'm oh. her favorite funny man. I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Like, not to not to be rude, but if Bill Hader made an attempt to be on this podcast, I would I would let him. Alright, that's fifty percent of the podcast that will let you on here, Bill Hader. <laughs> if you wanna make that one hundred, DM me on AIM. So I am pre-med. I'm taking the MCAT so soon. Please pray for me, everybody. By the time this is released, if this is ever released, (laughs) I may may have already taken it, and let's hope we did well. But I'm not going to talk about medical, medical stuff. I'm going to talk about psych stuff because I want to be a psychiatrist, and I find that the most fascinating. And today we're going to talk about Piaget's theory of cognitive development. Now, what is that? How old is it? No, what is it? I don't know what oh. that is. What is no, it? No, what's your best guess? What, what's your best guess from its name? Something about piglets and how their brains work. I'm looking at the word right now. It looks a lot like piglet. 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 Piglet's theory. <laughs> Piglet's theory. Um, yes. So, 
it's about a French, I think he's French. Yeah, he's French psychology person, Jean Piaget, who basically, oh God, <laughs> bless you. It's, it's being cut out, don't acknowledge it. Okay. <laughs> it's basically about the French scientist. I'm so scared. <laughs> hey, Alex, what is uh, the piglet theory? So the piglet theory is basically <clears throat> this theory that this French scientist Piaget created about how children's minds and brains and thought processes develop across um, from zero till about 12 years of age. So basically it gives you a model of how these kids are able to view and understand the world and how their perception of themselves and the things around them as well as their thought process changes over time. It's really interesting once you get into it. And there's one really cool video of them doing these experiments with children, which is absolutely hilarious. So I will be referring to that throughout this. You podcast. send that to me. And yes, it is funny, but also just a little sad. Ethan, you just... haven't even seen the full video. That was a that was a clip of the video. Oh boy howdy. Oh boy howdy. It's it basically is like kid brain small, kid be dumb. <laughs> kid yeah. brain go go a little bigger kid brain be a little smarter that's what Piaget's theory is <laughs> um so he worked at the Binet Institute which did a lot of stuff I'm pretty sure well, I'm not gonna say anything I'm, I'm, first of all I'm going to say that I am not knowledgeable about any of this my sources are a Kaplan MCAT textbook and a few websites on the internet, and I am not a licensed doctor, so don't take anything I'm saying to be the absolute truth. Go read about it, please. But Oh, yeah. yeah this podcast is going to need to have disclaimer? I don't know. We're not telling anybody to do anything. We're just telling them about how dumb their kids are. Hold on, wait. Hey, people at home, uh, if your kids are dumb, just, like, shake them by their feet real quick. That'll no. fix them right up. no. See, no. now we need to put the disclaimer in there, because I just told them to do something very bad. Alex is very impressed with me right now. Oh, so, what the heck? <laughs> so, are we going to put a disclaimer at the front of the podcast now? No, we'll do the disclaimer right now. Hey everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, just know that Ethan and I are not licensed doctors, and we have no app, no reason or certifications to be giving you this information nor do you have reason to believe us or use this information in your day-to-day life this is just a fun podcast between friends where one is trying to be a doctor and one is trying to be a voice actor and it's all going to be great and fine just don't take us that seriously (laughs) we'll get a clean take of that at the end of the podcast i'll do it again i'll have to do it again okay pj or piglet as we will call him for the rest of this episode, I think worked at the institute where they developed the IQ test, which is the Binet Institute, I'm pretty sure. But, beep bop bop he focused on basically showing how chi- child's cognitive functioning involves. So your cognitive functioning is your ab- ability to think and make like executive decisions. Um, a lot of your frontal cortex, which it doesn't, fully mature until your 20s for the most part 
the first stage. There are four stages. There's sensory motor, pre-operational, concrete operational, and formal operational. And each stage has these boundaries of like once a child determines how to do this task, then they move on to the next stage. And it basically is like them developing more complex thinking and rationalization. So, <clears throat> the first stage is sensory motor, and it lasts when the child is uh, zero to two years of age. And what do you think happens in this stage? Just do a best guess. Don't read it, Ethan. I have all my notes here, and I see Ethan on this document, but... Ethan, don't read it! I'm not reading it, but I did see the word peekaboo. So I yeah. think it has something to do with the... What is it called? What's that thing? Object permanence? Yeah, that thing. I think it has to do with something about that. It does! Yee. So, basically these children are 0 to 2. They evaluate their world through sensory, mo sensory motor skills. So basically what they touch, what they can do, how they move, what they hear, what they see. The main thing about this stage is that these kids do not have object permanence. So <laughs> that's why you can play peekaboo with babies. They literally think you disappear. Um, they don't understand the concept that once something is covered up, it still remains where it is. Man, I wish that were me, though. Like, <laughs> if I just don't see a thing, it's gone. I pretend I did not see it. Um, I realized, and then I unrealized. <laughs> so many of my problems would just be solved if they just didn't exist. If by just averting your eyes or throwing a cloth over it, it fails to exist. Oh, I would just put a cloth on a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, I have I have a, a video that corresponds to all of these stages. So if you want to go to the link that I have at the top of the thing. And we'll post this video on pot on podcast on our Patreon if y'all want to watch along with it. But Ethan, I think you should go to this video. Or we'll just like post the link on Twitter, you know. Or on our Patreon page, which is real and exist. Definitely. Okay. So, watch a video, Ethan, up to... Well, it basically tells you when the next stage starts, so don't watch until the next stage. Okay, go. Right now? Watch the video! What? We're recording a podcast right now. Yeah, but the video will show you, like, what the kids are like, and then I'll, you'll get to see what the kids are like, and then we'll talk about what the kids are like. Let's turn the volume up for the listeners. New babies aren't quite sure what happens to objects when they leave their sight. Sky's mom keeps disappearing and reappearing. No wonder peekaboo is so much fun. During their first year, however, infants will learn an important concept, object permanence. Everything has a life of its own, even if it is out of sight. At Maya's age, babies know to look for the object, but they might not have everything else straight. Ten-month-old Simon is about to make a classic mistake. Although he watched us place the toy plane under the white cloth, he'll look for it where he last found it, not where he watched us hide it. <laughs> Pause. Don't All watch right. the What do you think about it? That's the ideal life right there. <laughs> like, oh no, Australia's burning. Put a cloth over that phone with the news article on it. You're good. It's not burning anymore. What's Australia? Put a cloth over Australia. More there like it. There we go. The hole it's in the gone. ozone layer. 
Like, goodbye. Just put a put cloth over the Put the green towel over it, and then we won't ever be able to find it again. <laughs> exactly. So basically, that video was talking about object permanence. So that's the transitional stage from sensory motor to pre-operational. So once the babies are able to understand that objects remain, even after they're covered up, um, they transition to the pre-operational stage, which is from two to seven years. Ethan, what are your thoughts on pre-operational stage? What's your best guesses? Don't read it. I'm not. I'm looking up. My computer's down. Looking so. to the left, because nothing's right. Looking to the right, because ain't nothing left. Looking down, when you ask me what's up. Looking up, because you be letting me down. Looking to the back, because I always look forward. Looking forward. Because I never look back. <laughs> Man, I can't wait till you're a doctor. <laughs> uh -oh. oh my god, are you okay? The power in my building just went out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fun. Are you good to keep recording? Yeah, I can still record. It's just I can't watch the video anymore. And I won't see any updates you make on the Google Doc. So pre-operational, right? <laughs> yeah, what do you think about? What do you think it's about? Well, it's probably the stuff before you turn the baby on, right? You gotta make sure they're... <laughs> they're two to seven years old. Two to seven. Two to seven years old. Okay, the toddler. And before you boot up the toddler, you gotta, like, wash them, make sure all their hinges are clean. You know, so they aren't rusted over from just being a little blanket for two years of their life. And then you're able to turn them on after that. That's so cute. Well, it's not that. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Am I close? I wish it was. Um, actually, these children are the children that I sent you before. So they have very um, egocentric view of themselves and of thinking processes, which basically means they struggle to perceive like what other people are thinking and like how to understand other people's emotions and express empathy. And then they also struggle with something called conservation, which basically is like, you know, when you have water in a, in a big, thick glass, and then you have water in a skinny glass? Yes, I'm familiar with different sizes of cups. Okay, <laughs> and, and since the water in the thick glass is has more surface area maybe it's able to have the same amount of water as a thin glass with a shorter height you know what i'm saying people at home so they have the same volume but they're just distributed differently exactly mechanical engineer <laughs> are you mechanical e yes that is the major i am currently pursuing great i wanted to make sure so these kids often reason using one specific idea. So it's like, the water in these two glasses are the same height, therefore they have equal amounts of water. And when you, even if you take like two small short glasses next to each other and pour the short glass of water that they just said was equal to the other short glass of water into a tall glass, they will still say that the tall glass has more water even though they even though they've just been shown that there's the same amount of water in both classes. So they struggle with understanding that it, 
things don't change just because they're in different shapes and forms because they make their judgments about shapes and forms. Dang, Alex, that's deep. That's that deep. That relates to the current political Dang. climate right now. Uh, I'm about to write my thesis. <laughs> um, fake typing noises to annoy the audience because I, I'm always annoyed by my typing noises. But... Um, the also thing they have is a struggle with perceiving others' thoughts and experiences. So they do this with, like, a big mountain setup. So, like, if you, you know, like, a diorama? Mm-hmm. So they'll have two people on the opposite side of the table, a researcher and a child, and in the middle is, like, a mountain diorama. And so you can't see over the mountain. So they can't really see what the other person is seeing. But there's different animals on either side of the mountain. So let's say there's an owl on the kid's side and there's a turtle on the researcher's side. The researcher will be sitting across from the child looking at the other side of the mountain, and the child will be sitting looking at their owl side of the mountain, and the researcher will be like, okay, what do you see? And the kid will say, oh, I see an owl. And the researcher will say, okay, what do you think I see? Keep in mind that I can't see over the mountain. And the kid will say, I think you see an owl even though the researcher has no way to perceive what's over the mountain, the child believes that everybody sees what they see. That's the egocentric view of this pre-operational stage. I would watch you the video. Do you want me to sh- I don't know. Hmm. I got back on a Wi-Fi network somehow, but the power is still off in my apartment. I'm still just, or not apartment, dorm. I'm just sitting in the dark right now, but I have Wi-Fi. Well, if you want to go to minute 314 of the video. <laughs> All right. What are some of the things that you see? Um, a cat. A cat? And a tree and a bone. Okay, now we're going to do the same thing. Can you tell me what you see when you look at it from that stool? Um, an owl. An owl? What what's what is that? Uh, a goat. A goat. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you see? Yeah, right there. Right there. What is that? Uh, a tree. A tree. And that's another little tree. Another little tree. Right. And can you tell me what I see when I look at this from where I'm sitting right here? Owl. Okay. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to view it in another way. <laughs> Even though he knows what she can see. Kids be dumb. Kids be dumb, but kids be trying. What's the next stage, Alex? What's the next stage? Concrete operational. What are your thoughts on the concrete operational stage, Ethan? That's ages 7 to 11. Well, that's when 7 kids... 11. You wrote 7 to 12 also. Yeah, it's 7 to 11, actually. Don't be reading it. Sorry. Sorry. But concrete operational, I believe, is when they finally get a job. They start working <laughs> in the, where the real money is, the concrete industry. They start churning that thick gray stuff. You know those big cement trucks that you see going down the highway and they're spinning? That's because there's kids... Filled with children. <laughs> there's kids just running in there making sure the concrete <laughs> is staying liquid. It's like a hamster wheel in there. <laughs> they gotta run fast enough to keep the centrifugal forces up so that the cement stays on the outside of the truck. 
Sure, or it's centripetal. Centripetal is the real force, but centrifugal... Centripetal is what pulls it in, and centrifugal is what pushes it out, but centrifugal force is not real. Uh-huh. I took physics. Uh-huh. I passed it. I would so. get in trouble in my physics class if I ever were to say the word centrifugal. I know it's not real, but it's a good idea. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Like, that's most of the stuff we learn. Like, physics. Like this right now. It's, re- it's not really real, but it's a good idea, and it works pretty well. I mean, I think the kids are real and very much punchable, so I think what? the... What the heck? Why if you can punch it, it's real. The kids are real, therefore they're... Pun- well, the kids are punchable, therefore they're real. Are you saying that something is not punchable is not real? Yes. Friendship. Sorry, I mean, well, I can punch you, so, like, yeah. Yeah, but I am not friend. I'm Alex. Yeah, but I can punch you. And then our friendship will be over. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I don't punch you. So, concrete operational stage is not actually about concrete. It's about children once they have... Can you hear the people outside? Your people outside? Yes. No. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. So, it's when conservation is achieved, so they are able to understand that... You know, the same amount of liquid in two different glasses is still the same amount of liquid. But they struggle with things like abstract thinking and hypothetical concepts. Which means, like, if you asked a 7 to 11 year old boy, what do you think your day would be like if you were a cat in the movie Cats? They would not be able to answer you properly. (laughs) I don't think anybody would be able to answer that question properly. But... Well, doesn't one of them get to die at the end of that movie? No. they. I don't know, Ethan. They just float off into space. And I think it's that they get to die. That they get to be free from the society and finally feel the sweet release of death. I thought that was the point of the movie. So, like, if they knew the concept of the movie, they would probably say, like, Oh, yeah, if I was a cat, I would finally get to die. <laughs> I would be singing and dancing my tail off so that I can die in the end. Uh-huh. But the thing is, like, two cats almost die, and one dies for a bad reason, and one dies for a good reason, question mark? Like, one cat falls off of- oh, this is spoiler alert for cats. One cat- <laughs> <laughs> This is our new segment, spoiler alert for cats. Spoiler alert for cats, one cat falls off of the air- hot air balloon taking the other cat to her new life, and he almost dies. And it's, like, insinuated that he's trapped on a high statue and he cannot get down in a safe way. Meaning that he would probably die. And the other cat goes off into the clouds. Meaning she probably died. So is it a good thing to die? Or is it a bad thing to die? That's the question that Cats raises. Meow. I didn't like that noise. Meow. No. So. Meow. Is that better? Like the kid with the nails. I don't care. What if I like my nails? The one who's like poking fun at the conservative kid? Yeah. Yeah, but what if I like my nails painted? I'm gonna paint the rest of my hand. No. Keep your nails a natural color. I'm a little kitty cat. Is Wasn't that kid on Stranger Things? No, he was in It. Close enough. They both have Finn Wolfhard in it. It's true, but he's better than Finn, in my opinion. Oh, Finn stands. Go get her on Twitter, at 
stop throwing my ads in these podcasts. <laughs> we'll make a whole Twitter thread where you can just roast Alex and how much you Roast wrong. me for not liking Finn Wolfhard. Yes. Please do. I don't like him that much. I mean, he's okay. He's a kid. He's good. He introduced me to, like, that D&D can be played in real life. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, the power's still out, so, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm saying it may be a 6. Do you have a fridge? I don't have anything in the fridge currently, so I'm okay. Freezer? Yeah, uh, nothing in the freezer for me. Okay, you're good then. So, <laughs> um, what happens? These children, so if you were going back to where we started, if you were to ask, that's so close to me, if you were to ask a 7-year-old to 11-year-old, what would you do if you were a cat? They would not be able to answer you, unless they're very imaginative and creative and well past their cognitive development stage, they would not be able to, like, give you a complex answer because they aren't able to do abstract thinking. So they would probably say something like, but I am not a cat, so I don't know why we would ask this question. <laughs> you know, in February, I'm going to have a whole a whole slurry of kids come down to Texas. And they're going to be in the pre-operational phase of their life. Oh my so god. So I'll interrogate them. Make some weird jokes. Do the graham cracker one. Do the graham cracker one? So, in the pre-operational stage, going back a stage, there's this experiment you can do where you have two graham crackers and they have one graham cracker. And then you say, is this fair? And they say, no, because you have two and I have one. And then you take their one graham cracker and you break it in half. So now they have two pieces of one graham cracker. Then you say, is this fair? And the kids will say, yes, because you have two and I have two. You know, I don't think any kid I've ever met would fall for that. Uh, it's in the video, Ethan. Yeah, a lot of things are on video. And they're not falling for it. They can't understand it. There's another thing you can do with pre-operational kids where you put out, like, ten coins in two rows. So each row has five coins. And you're like, are these two rows equal? And the children will say yes, because the coins are arranged in the same way in two rows of five. Then you take one of the rows and you kind of just space it out, like move the coins farther away from each other. And then you say, are these two rows equal? And the kids will say that the one that's more spaced out has more coins. I don't know how this happens, and I wish I had a child to test it out on. This is another reason I want to have a child other than wanting to have a reason to listen to They Might Be Giants kids' albums and not feeling self-conscious. Um, <laughs> I showed you. I'm on Bumble now, everyone. Single and ready to mingle. And Bumble gave me my list of top Spotify artists and They Might Be Giants was on it. But I don't listen to regular They Might Be Giants. All I listen is to children's albums, which means I listen to enough children's They Might Be Giants that it's one of my top artists of all time. Steven Universe was also on Steven there. Steven Universe is good, though. Yeah, they've got bops. They have Stronger than you? Are you That's kidding? on my main playlist. That's in my, like, every single day playlist. Moving on from my reasoning for having kids for the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, I also want to have kids so I can finally name something and have it be a permanent name that I can't forget. Because I name everything, but then I'm like, wait, what did I name that? If I name a child, I won't be able to forget its name. You named Mariella? 
your D&D character. Mariela Cantos. You named a bear. Which one? It wasn't website, the bear. It was our second episode of the podcast. Months and months ago from when we recorded it. Months and months ago. Was it Carlos? Carlos. Remember Carlos was a bear. Yeah. I was a sun bear. I don't know. Well, that wasn't me. Carlos was the comedic relief who fell in love with me. I don't remember my name, but I know I was played by Kristen Bell. So. Frankie? What? Frankie? I can't understand. Friedel Schnitzel? No, I don't think so. I don't think I would ever say that. <laughs> so. <laughs> after. Frankie? No. <laughs> I don't think so. After the concrete operational stage. What? 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 Okay. After the con- concrete. Frankie? After the concrete operational stage, there is a stage called the formal operational stage that starts at 12 and goes beyond. What do you think these kids are like, Ethan? I talked as fast as I could, so you couldn't... I don't even know how to say what you're saying. Flintle? Uh, formal operational? They probably got, like, little suits. You know? Little bow ties. Oh. Yeah. They go to dinner parties, they drink. Those are the children who wear white-collar jobs, who do work yep. white-collar jobs. <laughs> After they're done in the concrete, too, <laughs> they, they go to their white-collar jobs, they wear little bow ties, they drink champagne. Oh, no! <laughs> it's formal, they gotta drink champagne. Oh, God. It's only drink allowed. I, I wish there was a business casual operational stage. <laughs> but, <laughs> so these kiddos, basically the threshold to enter the stage is to have abstract reasoning. So these kids have, like, the most advanced logical reasoning, and they're able to think abstractly and make sound decisions. Well, maybe not sound, but high-level reasoning decisions, comparing a lot of different things, including different people's perspectives. They know conservation. They know everything from the stages before it. They know object permanence. They're just basically able to, like, play pretend, understand advanced concepts, and learn. They're good kids. And formal operational? Oh, basically in the video it just shows them completing all the tasks right. Oh, and they're able to understand that multiple variables may come in and may like come together to form a solution. So if you showed, you know, like a, a, a pendulum, the period of a pendulum depends on the length of the pendulum and the time. Mm-hmm. So a child, you could give a child um, all the tools needed to figure out what the period of a, de- of a pendulum depends on, but they wouldn't be able to solve this until they're in the formal operational stage and they're able to understand that multiple variables like time and length would go into this problemo. So that's when we can start having them solve astrophysics problems. Yes, actually that's when our children become... Um, advanced accountants, astrophysicists, and those chemical engineers who create the concrete for those still in the concrete operational stage. (laughs) See, that's the thing people don't know about. The concrete industry is just a bunch of kids. Kids on hamster wheels, kids making the chemicals, kids financing all the money. It's a conspiracy theory. Oh my god, a a conspiracy theory. Um, we can't do wiki 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 how because you don't have internet. Internet. Also, oh, 
I just, it just occurred to me that I had to yeah. have the music right there. <laughs> uh, Dang, I have a really great wiki-how for this. If only I had electricity. I got a text from one of my friends saying that electricity was out in their building, too. Is it but all also I went, I'll look. Well, I got a text from one of my friends saying that they live in the same building as me, but on the opposite side, and they have power. Oh, attention, there is a campus-wide... No, that was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they haven't. 24 minutes ago, UTD posted about their chess team. <laughs> what kind of nerd yeah. place do you go to? LSU just won the national hey. championship, and UTD just placed fourth in chess. We got, like, one of the best chess teams on the planet, Alex Chetty. They placed fourth in the we final have also... Yeah. Hey, Alex, guess what? We're undefeated in football, too. Because you never played it! Exactly, we're undefeated. Can LSU say that? You've hey, also hey, lost every hey, game. can LSU say that? No, <laughs> we can't lose a game if we don't play it, but we can be undefeated if we don't play. Can LSU say the same thing? Is LSU undefeated LSU in football? LSU is undefeated for the 2019-2020 football season. Yes, we won every single game this but, year. Undefeated forever and ever? Can you say that? In my heart, yes. <laughs> uh, can you say that factually correctly? My heart is factually correct. Never. Nope. Never. <laughs> nope. You, I know what you were doing last night. Nope. No. Nope. I didn't do anything last night, everybody in the pod. I We didn't even have school off. I went to sleep. I had school off today, too. Did you know that? I have no school. You are, we, Yeah, you have no school. Yeah. They took off school for the football game. Man, I wish I had no school right now. There's no electricity. I just have no power. Oh. I did have one class today, and we had power for that class. Yay. When did the power go out? I have no... I don't see anything While we were recording. You talked about it like it happened earlier and then it happened again. No, it happened like... It got real dark. Happened while we were recording... And then it came back on for 1.5 seconds, and then it turned back off. And normally, if this thing were to happen, they would send out an email notification. Um, I'm looking... But right now, it's probably just a supervillain trying to break into UT Dallas to steal the secret formula for the undefeated football championships. It's Coach O himself. Oh, that dogger! It's Joe Burrow. He's burrowing <laughs> up, digging up the power lines... I love Joe Burrow. You know that TikTok? This is this is terrible. But do you know that TikTok voice is like, I love you. I love you too. I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. You know? I love you. Mm-hmm. They said that's every girl in Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know, one of these episodes when you do is stop podcasting yourself. I've not listened to an episode of it. But to my understanding, they just talk. And that's basically what we just do. Yeah. Maybe we should stop podcasting ourselves. But then it's going to be just like what we talk about 90% of life, 10 of the time, is Alex's mishaps and Ethan trying to give advice that Alex doesn't understand or doesn't input into her life. Dude, that would be a good section of the podcast. How did Alex fuck up this week? <laughs> Alex messed up this week. We can do that. We can start that right now. Let me do the jingle. How did Alex mess up this week? So, 
<laughs> Alex messed up this week. Oh, wait, I'll do a clean take without my without my thing. Okay, ready? How did Alex mess up this week? This week I messed up. Oh, was that not enough time that I waited in between? Let's do it one more time just to be safe. Yeah. How did Alex mess up this week? And, Perfect. And then you had to put like a little ding sound at the end. Like a... I will try my best. Oh, I'll put a cat sound in. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not cats. This week I messed up by... Um, nobody in my life is going to be able to listen to this podcast if I put this out. What about Pam? Pam knows everything. Yeah, so Pam can listen. Nobody else, like the the man's I can't I can't I can't talk about that. I'll talk about small things I messed up on this week. This week I made a new calendar with all of my school dates on it and it's like, you know, laminated, kind of shiny calendar finish and I wrote in gel pen ink and then my hand smudged all of my writing. That's how Alex messed up this week. Woo! Hmm. <laughs> definitely more. <laughs> How else like did you Alex... talk about redacted and redacted and also redacted? Oh yeah, we can do an episode like that where I just say redacted. So redacted. How no, that should go to the end. How did Alex mess up this week? Redacted. <laughs> now it's time for things I bought at Sheets. That's what I stole it from. Oh, I knew it kind of sounded familiar. Also, that whole redacted <laughs> bit, it's probably going to get snipped. It's probably going to get redacted from the whole dang podcast. Yeah, um, the, if I cut, see, if I had cut that out for listeners, just so you know, it was basically just Alex saying redacted a whole lot of times because she didn't want people in yeah. her life knowing she was talking tea about them. Yeah. Actually, you should just say, now it's time for, um, and just splice together all the times I said redacted. Or I'll, I'll do a take right now when I just say redacted. No, please don't. Now it's time for how Alex ruined her read. Redacted. Redacted, 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 and redacted, redacted, redacted. So we redacted the redacted and afterwards redacted, redacted, and everything's fine now. I'm sorry, listener. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't, we can't do the wiki how I wanted to do. So what are we going to do now? Are we just ending the pod? Because that's the PSJ's theory. You could do a cool TikTok dance and I can narrate it. Okay, I'll do a TikTok dance. All right, folks, here we go. Alex is wearing a nice green shirt and jean shorts. It's thrifted, real 70s. Alright, I think. Oh, she's doing the didn't even know it. Your punches never roll that song. And she's doing the rolling oh, focus. And she's backing up. <laughs> Very nice. It looks like she practiced yes, that um, a lot. And almost also, like I can tell from the dance that she probably forced her sister to do it with her and post that video on TikTok. Rude. Uh Zoe did that of her own volition. Zoe actually learned that before I learned it. So that's exactly what a um, kidnapper would say. Oh, what's this one? Oh, this is the. It's a, one of the anime songs. But it was like. I don't even know what song it, it is. Like, burr, 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 burr. Oh, it's from. 
Not anime. It's from Undertale. Yeah. Oh my god. It goes... You know, it's the original video. This is nothing. <laughs> this is not anything. This is an audio medium and I'm dancing. This is... This is audio garbage fire. This is trash. Um, this episode's wild. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Tigerland. Piglets. No. It's brought to you by Tigerland, the only furry bar within a mile of LSU. It's actually not a bar. It's a like. It's a series of, bars. of furry bars. Whoa. The only furry. And they're bar, all named after men. All named after men who are also furries. Freds. Mike's, Reggie's. Never been to any of those establishments. There's nothing on my wrists right now. Well, I've been to every single one of them. If you go into Fred's, Sam, what do you think? If you go into Fred's, you see a lot of dog people. If you go in Mike's, you see a lot of cat people. And I'm talking about like in full fur suit fursonas kind of thing. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like. <laughs> if you go into Reggie's, Fred's is like a dog people place. There, are, there are tents. I've heard. Go to Reggie's. Outdoor areas where a dog could be. You don't want to know what's in Reggie's. What's in Reggie's? So many. So Rats. Many. Yeah, so many rats just with their whole meat is hanging out, you know? <gasps> no. <laughs> it's. I hate. It's quite frightening. I hate dancing. I hate dancing with men. I'm never dancing with a man again. <laughs> hey, Alex, you hear that? What? Oh, is it the music? It's the music after it just dissociated. Oh, I love this song. Ethan, don't dance. No, I can dance with Ethan. I can dance with Ethan. I can dance with Bo. Those are two men I can dance with. I'm not dancing. Uh, bye. I am. TikTok body roll. Say bye, Alex, please. Bye. Alex, please. Ethan's song. Ethan's song. Podcast song. Podcast song. Alex, please say bye. I can't end it until you say bye. Ethan song. Alex song. Woo, woo. Bom, 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 bom. Bye. Bye.